0: Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And hey, keep your mouth shut, 50.
1: I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson, discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a
0: championship, uh, it couldn't be any better.
1: Yeah!
0: Well, you can take this ball out the real south under, but you can't take the real south out of my
1: voice. And now, here we go again, twist a little bit
0: Welcome in to After the Snap. This is your home for all things long snapping. I'm here with my brother, Reed. My name is Blake Ferguson. Reed, what is going on, dude? it's, it's, It's been a great week. That's amazing. I love to hear that. It's been a great week. Two reasons. One... Uh, we obviously won the second preseason game in Chicago. Two, I was able to double dip on deep dish pizza Ooh, on our trip. So uh, it's been a good week. Also has been a good week. Blakely hit four months. So she is it's progressing nicely. She had her little four-month checkup, and the doctor said she is She's as perfect. advanced as a six-month-old. Oh, wow. So, that tells you anything stuff. about the parenting that she is experiencing? No further comments. Congratulations on having a progressed baby. But I have a question for you. Okay? And this is Tell something me. that I've seen floating around a lot over the last maybe year and a half. The the conversation who's who's, be- who's the better snapper, me or you? No, that's like a 10-year 10 10-year 10 conversation. That's like been asked for years. But this one is one that I've seen asked by a lot of different people. And it really came to my attention when we were in Phoenix at the Fiesta Bowl. We were doing our media day. And for those who followed LSU sports at that time, they know that there were several followed LSU sports closely at the time. There were several players on that team who are known for answering the hard questions. Well, at that particular media day. Um, so Joe Burrow was one of them. Okay. Uh, Garrett Brumfield was another. And Paris like to get into that conversation as well as John battle. So okay. there were when you say the hard questions. Do you mean like hard questions from the media? No, I'm, I'm getting to the hard questions. Got the hard it. questions okay. were things like, is water wet or the toughest question i have not yet found my confirmed answer to and the reason that we are talking about it right now is a hot dog a sandwich i have been asked this before As have I. Been i've a, been asked this several a, times I, I've and been i don't a part know my this answer. conversation multiple times and i am firmly on one side there's you're no probably, 90, I'm there's the, no 90, 10, 80, 20, 75, 25. I'm a hundred percent on one side. You're 100% on the, it is not a sandwich side. You are correct. Producer Chris, are you on the hot
1: dog is not a sandwich side? The hot dog is not a sandwich.
0: Okay. Well, what side are you on? I don't – see, that's the thing is I don't know. I, I, I'm i leaning towards it's not a sandwich because when I make a sandwich, I eat the pieces of bread are on top and bottom. Yes. That's my main rationale. But that's even, that's even so the case when I go to Publix and they don't actually cut all the way through the bread. I still turn it, and so, I mean, there's one side that's open, but... Right, you don't eat it well, the like hot, a hot dog, dog. I don't eat a hot dog with the bun on top and bottom. The reason that you I... You eat the hot dog with the crack up. Yes. That was a weird way of putting that, but sure. The reason that I question it is because I see all of the same ingredients in a hot dog that I see in a sandwich. See, I... okay. So the only the only the only difference is that the bread is not. It's in two pieces. Cut two pieces. I think is the key thing for me. Two pieces of bread. Two pieces of bread. Okay. Or whatever your bun is is made out of spinach fla- spinach wrap whatever. Well, that takes me to my next point. Is a burrito a sandwich? No, is because a- it's not bread. Okay. I mean it's bread, but it's not like is a taco a sandwich? Well, that was what I was going to say is it's is got the same ingredients, there, meat, cheese, lettuce, Is a hot dog, dog a meito. taco?
1: Is a hot dog a taco?
0: Oh. And I think the answer is
1: yes. I think it is too. Well, Mexican food, they all all if you think about Mexican food, it's all the same ingredients but you call it different, a different right. thing. It's all, well, it's a it's all meat, it's cheese a and a wrapped, cheese, wrapped in and vegetables. something. Yeah, what's a burrito? It's a, it's a tortilla wrapped with uh, cheese, meat, and vegetables. It's simply the way that you eat the food. Yeah, is, like, I think is the only difference between a, taco a, burrito a burrito and an
0: enchilada is like a burrito has queso on top and an enchilada has red sauce. That makes it a completely different dish. All right, so I think we've established... I like where your head's at. I think, I think we've established that... A hot dog is not a sandwich, but it is potentially a taco. I have one more. I have one more thing to add, and something that I saw, and the really the reason that we're talking about this to begin with, is because uh, our friend, our good friend Boogie, posted this on his story with regard to the hot dog sandwich debate. I don't know what sparked it, but he posted it on his story this morning, and he said, "Order a sandwich at any game you go to." And see if they give you a hot dog. I saw that too. I don't know if I saw it on his deal, but I saw right. that in the last 24 hours, and it struck me. I can't. I, I can't argue with it because if I go to, if I go to a stand at a baseball game that sells Philly cheesesteaks, ta- uh, tacos, hot dogs, burgers, all that. If I ask for a sandwich, they're not giving me a hot dog. No. They would give me a burger before a hot dog. They'd give me a burger before they'd give me a Philly cheesesteak, probably. Questionable. I mean, what's the difference? I would difference? probably go same. like I'd go like chicken sandwich. If you said, "Can I have a sandwich at a baseball game?" I would say, "Okay, here's a chicken. My first thing would be like, "All right, here's our chicken sandwich." And then yep. I would pull, "Okay, here's our Philly cheesesteak." So you're and going chicken the burger, sandwich and then the hot steak, dog, burger, hot dog. Okay, I wouldn't even think about I think, a, hot I, I I consider, a hot dog. The reason I don't have to ask for a hot dog. The reason, yes, I believe I 100% agree. The reason I don't think that a Philly cheesesteak is a sandwich is because I still eat it like a hot dog. You eat it like I your pub it, sub. Like this? No, I eat it like this. Like with a, I'm, <laughs> I'm crack holding up. my hands. I'm yes crack up and I turn my head and like eat it okay so you turn the, your head to eat so, it like a pub sub I guess I don't know anyway <laughs> I believe we've established that and only more confused ourselves now that well, Chris on his podcast Rockpile Report they had the vice president of the meat
1: Council on a couple years ago is that correct, Chris? Yeah, Eric Mittenthal. He's on Twitter at Meat VP, <laughs> and in his profile it says, "Yeah, it says I am the Vice President of S- Sustainability at the North American Meat Institute and President of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council." I mean, talk about a dream job. He said that a hot dog is or is not a sandwich.
0: He says it is not a sandwich. Okay. I can't argue with the meat VP. The link in his bio says hotdog.org. Should I mean, a hot that's, classic. Is not a that's classic. That's <laughs> classic. He's the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. <laughs> this is incredible. You got to be proud to be on that council. I mean... You have to. How do you get voted Dude, he's, president, first he's of tweeting, all? He's tweeting out... Hot dog pictures on hashtag Wiener Wednesday. <laughs> okay, I can't. I can't. <laughs> incredible, simply incredible, amazing. Well, t- well, there you have it. Thank you, Meat VP, for answering our question. I think <laughs> should we should we get into the real stuff? I think we should. Get I, have, to- I have one topic that came up that I really I mean- want to cover that, that uh, some people were asking me about from the weekend. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So we well obviously get to the get past the elephant in the room. Preseason week two, uh, we beat Chicago uh, in Chicago, and you guys beat Atlanta in Miami after Correct. a week of joint practice. So, how was the joint practice? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Um, you, saw D- you saw Debo. Saw Debo. I saw, that. saw Russell Gage, and I actually saw Miss Beth Auer. Oh who wow. Are- she still works for them? Who, yes. That's I believe cool. she's still this like the secretary for the head coach. That's so, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was good to see them, obviously. And uh, it was a great win. We won 37-17. Hard Very to nice. complain about that. But let's get to the real thing that we wanted yep. to talk about. As as many of you might have seen, uh, and I think I, I retweeted it from the podcast account uh, but one of the local Buffalo News, or not, he did not, I don't think he's with the Buffalo News, but one of the Buffalo Bills beat reporters caught on video a little snippet from our game last week. And just a little background, Tyler, I think we had scored on a uh, on a punt return for a touchdown. And and the ensuing field goal, Tyler kicked it like just over the net. Uh, Right. So the K ball is in the stands. I obviously saw it being I noticed that kind of stuff just because I like to keep the K balls in the game as much as possible. And so I went back to our bag and got like a really old football that I could trade with the guy, you know, walked around to the end zone. This was all before the kickoff and traded traded him an old ball for uh, the game K ball. Funny enough, on the kickoff, the next play, of course, Tyler kicks it. It bounces in the end zone like once or twice and then takes a big bounce up into like the first (laughs) row of the stands. And sure enough, a little kid gets the ball. So I went and got another old football and traded with him to get the K-ball back. So uh, long story short, uh, there was a lot of chatter about it. People were asking me questions on Twitter and stuff. And I saw some, some comments were rolling in. People were really curious about this K ball situation, uh, and I figured I would give a little bit of background into kind of how those are different and how precious they are to us as specialists. Very uh, valuable, each week during the games. So, um, just a, a little bit of background. So each each week, uh, the you know each team usually has one. We have one guy that 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 conditions all of the footballs. I know you guys. You guys have one or two guys that do it. We have so we have one main one main guy that does like the the one ball does like the first the first ball that we use, uh, and then we have two guys that do the other two. So we really have three guys doing. Oh wow! We have like one doing each ball, <clears throat> and that's proven to be really helpful for us. To if you have one guy working on three yeah. footballs in over the course of an hour versus three guys, it yep. I mean, it really helps get all three of them broken in in case for you sure. get there. So basically, uh, throughout the week, the, uh, I'll just use the Bills, for example. We have one guy um, who does the balls. He, he, he conditions the footballs, but he does the quarterback balls uh, separately from the kicking balls. So obviously, uh, the quarterback balls are – they can practice with them all week. They are broken in and conditioned way differently than K balls are the quarterback balls have to be uh, you know a lot more grippy they need some more substance on them to they, they actually rub rub like a ta- like a mud on them pretty much to make them dark so if you if you're paying attention to upcoming games uh, and you happen to see maybe if they zoom in on the line of scrimmage or something and you see a quarterback ball like a, a ball on offense versus a ball, uh, on the kicking team, you know, when a kicking team is out there, it'll be the, the the offensive ball will be dark brown. The kicking ball will be more of a football color, like a pinkish reddish, more of a natural looking uh, color to it. The main difference in these K balls and the quarterback balls, obviously, I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but the the quarterbacks can use their balls all week. They can pick and choose which balls they like for the game, and that's it. You know, if they get rain, they make new ones and they get to condition them all week for the next game. The K-balls, however, are very different. So on, on game days, basically what happens is the referees show up to the stadium at a certain time and the NFL supplies six fresh, never-touched footballs to the referees. They divvy them up three per team. So basically at a... At a at a given time, usually a couple hours before the game, the football, the ball guy, we could just call it the ball guy, the ball guy for each team will get the three footballs. He will then deem which one he kind of likes the best as the number one ball for his team and start with that one and and start breaking it in and conditioning it. And he's basically got an hour. Uh, They they changed that a a couple years. Last year, I think, they bumped it up to an hour. It used to be 45 minutes, uh, but now that now now the ball guy gets the ball guys get an hour uh, to break in each ball. So for home games, once the referees collect all six balls for the game, the home team gets balls numbered uh, one, three, and five, and the away team gets balls uh, numbered two, four, and six. So, for example, last week when we were in Chicago, our Number one, air quotes. Our number one ball was our two was the two ball, so that was our best ball that he spent the most time on, uh, and was the best, you know, perfect how we like it. The four ball was our was the backup ball. Uh, we used it a couple times. It's pretty much the same as the two ball. He uses, uh, he 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 puts a good amount of time into the into the the two ball. Uh, or the the our number two ball, which was the four ball this weekend. I know that's hard to <laughs> track with um, so many numbers. using the people. Uh, and then the, the six the ball is kind of just like an emergency. He'll, he might spend you know five, maybe ten minutes on the on the two on the on the uh, sorry on the, the third ball, uh, which was the number six, and that's really just for emergencies in case basically in case the two balls that went in the stands those people had just kind of ran off, uh, with the footballs, you know, I don't really know what the process would have been to get those back. So, uh, I glad they're stayed in their seats and I'm glad we got them back so we can keep using them in the game. But, uh, that's just a little background on the cable situation and how precious they are for the specialists on game day. Cause if we lose them, you know, if they, it, it, once they're in the, st- you know, if they're going the stands, you know, a a uh, uh, a wild punt or something you know we we and we lose that ball for the for the rest of the game that's that could spell disaster do you know why they have different rules for the k ball because i do and i'm curious I, if you do. i know it was from i think the early 2000s i uh, believe i want to say it was the minnesota punter is that correct i'm not sure exactly who it was i know that There were people who used to put – when they would be able to condition the balls before, like quarterback balls, they'd actually put helium in the footballs (laughs) to allow them to fly higher and farther. Wow! And so when – I've never heard that before. That's interesting. So when I guess the NFL or other teams started finding out about this, it just became a problem that the NFL said and the the member teams said – all right, we're just gonna allow them to work on the K balls on game day, and that's it. Like you don't get to do anything before, you don't get to any do any of the funny business. But my question is, why don't they just condition them and then deflate them, and then reinflate them on game day? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I um, I've never thought about that. That's. I I thought I would give a little bit of uh, background as to why the K ball rules came into effect. But yeah, some I, other... I, I part of me wants to say it would affect the how the balls feel. Uh, you know, after you pump them back up, I think if they're deflated for a couple of days, it would maybe affect how they're how they are broken in in the first place, especially if you pump it up to break it in. And then you deflate it, almost you know, relatively immediately afterwards. I feel like that would that would affect affect the ball definitely for when you inflate it to use it for a game. That's just my thought. But anyway, wow. so that's a lot of people were asking. I hope I hope the people that that uh, asked and were genuinely interested uh, listened to the podcast. So yeah, I mean it's 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 a very unique process. Very specific detailed I mean we've got you know a couple of years ago when our guy started doing them he basically had a recipe if you want to call it on how to on how to condition the footballs on game day uh, there's definitely a method to the madness and a science behind it so it's pretty cool it's very it's very interesting to uh, to kind of see it see it done from basically out of the box. I'm glad we talked about that because I think that the K ball side of football is something that not a lot of people know about, and we have a particular perspective on it. I'm, I'm glad we get to share that. But I think a lot of people. Just to finish, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, the average. I'm not sure the average fan is aware that there's that two they even exist. That they yeah. even exist. Probably not. I mean, unless you get a ball with a K on it as a souvenir. Right, I'm not sure you you would actually know the difference, or anyway. unless you pay particular interest to specialists. Which, yeah. if you do, leading into our next topic, if you pay particular interest to specialists around the NFL, you would know that there was sort of an issue this weekend uh, with the uh, specialist for the Rams. They had a situation where both of their punters going into preseason week 2 were placed on covid ir they I, I don't know whether they had covid or you know they don't really say when when you're placed on the list you're just you could have been exposed to it but both of them were out for the game against the raiders they didn't have a they didn't have a punter first of all but they also didn't have a holder which to me presents create. Quite an issue because not only was I assume Johnny Hecker their you know he's their starting holder for this season, but their backup holder is now hurt or is now you know on the COVID IR and not playing as well. So they had they actually were carrying two snappers as well through the preseason, and one of their snappers, Stephen Wortel, who came out in my class he held for the game. Matt Orzik is the other snapper that they have on the roster. He snapped uh, all the field goals and uh, Ortel, He held all of them. And I don't know that I would be able to do that. The dude certainly has some ice in his veins because that's – I mean, to know probably within a day of the game to find out that you're potentially going to be holding – he probably raised his hand and was like, "I can hold," you know. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, they were probably like, I, I, mean, I don't know who their backup quarterback is, but that's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think I could, you know, get the ball down, but when it's happening that fast and and when you're going through the the operation trying to have a one three zero get off yeah. or better, and in I mean, the, that's a different and, story. And I have to think in the preseason. That the opposing team was aware, right? So they're not full on rushing, right? And you know, in preseason, so they're kind of mm-hmm. probably cutting them some slack. But still, I mean, you're, you're you've got to hold for a live field goal in an NFL football game. I mean, it's 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 interesting to say the least. I mean, it's do you think you could hold? Do you I mean do you if they if they I, said if they said I'm trying to think of like a regular season situation. If you didn't have another holder, if, if all of our quarterbacks, all the out quarterbacks and our and our just punter got hurt, and they said and we need a hurt. holder, we'll get yep. a, we'll get somebody to snap the ball. If you had a snapper that was halfway decent, decent to get it to you, do you think you could do it? I think I could. I think I could I do it I for. Too. I think I could do it for one. You know, one decent rep. Yeah, I could probably get us out of a game. Going in as like the holder for the game, and I, I don't. I mean, that's a lot of have stress. You ever, have you ever practiced it? I mean, I've I've held for guys. Like I've caught snaps, and you know, okay. I've done the same I've, thing. I've held so at least you like for Jason in practice, like just to just to yeah. holding a still ball. But I mean, I've never like done a full operation. I've yeah. I'm usually on the I'm usually on, on the, the, front the end. first first end of that operation. Yeah. As opposed to the second, yeah, it's side interesting. Of it, so. It's interesting, uh, but just to pretty round cool, that off, pretty cool for them, though. Matt Gay, uh, he ended up doing all three for them. He obviously kicked the field goals, kickoffs, and then he also punted. So, I was curious what they would do. I assumed he was going to be the punter, but he he ended up doing all three. Uh, but that leads cool us they into swap sna- it'd be pretty cool if they swap snappers for like punting, <laughs> like throw yeah, I don't them. know one throw of them, Steven back there for the first yeah. punt. And then Whichever snapper isn't Steven snapping that yeah, Exactly. And <laughs> just tell Matt to stay on the sideline. Pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that that leads us into preseason week three. You guys have Green Bay come into town. Uh, yep. That'll be Saturday at one o'clock Eastern. And then uh, we travel up to Cincinnati this week. That's on Sunday at four. So – I think mom and dad are going to try and make both games. So that's convenient that they are both on different days, you know, helpful for, for travel purposes because they like to obviously be as many, be at as many as they can. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, first home game of the year, uh, third preseason game. So it'll be, be fun to be back in, in, in the swing of things with all the fans back. So, we're excited. Looking forward to it. Bill's Bill's Moff gonna gonna come out strong. I would imagine so. Considering this is you know for a lot of people that don't want to pay regular season prices, this is this is their best chance to to see us. I don't know how many people are going to be there. There was a really good crowd at Chicago last week. I'm not sure. Will, will producer be good Chris crowd? be in the
1: gravel lot? Unfortunately, I will not be. I have to work weekends now so i work 12 hours on saturday and 12 on sunday so the the only shot because i have season tickets for the bills the only shot i really have of making a game this year because i am in my first year of employment so i really don't have any vacation days january 2nd when we host atlanta might be a game i could make what about which i'd really like to make that game because Outside of the division, so when when you rank my hatred teams, of <laughs> Dolphins one, Patriots two, Jets three, the fourth is Atlanta. No wonder my what about the so Monday the night, night games? Mon- no, Monday nights don't work for me because um, I have to go to work at eleven p.m. Oh man! Oh, gotcha. So you just hate sleep? It's correct. Correct. I hate. I hate oh, sleep. Man. I don't get much sleep Monday and Tuesday because I have to work overnight.
0: Well, we will be. Thinking about Be there you. in spirit. Yes. You will be. Uh, Drew will take care of the gravel lot duties for you. I feel very confident. All right. Well, this is a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. Next week, you can look forward to a little conspiracy theory chatter. Change we up. A couple, we have a couple of conspiracy theories that we want to discuss as we continue in our trend of asking the hard questions pineapple on pizza was obviously a very heated debate hot dogs being sandwiches didn't turn out to be as big of a big of a debate as I expected it to but I thought you'd be on the other side but you will see we'll see how it goes with the conspiracy theories there are a couple of them that I think are funny to talk about uh, and then there are a couple that I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I believe this conspiracy theory. So uh, that'll be on next week's pod. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.